0: Once this labor starts, this is it. The baby is coming. Wow. And I realized we are in this moment. The baby is coming. This is going to come.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. And you know, we're suddenly here. We're like, oh my gosh, it's never going to be the same.
1: And some of us are like,
0: oh, it's never going to be the same. And I'm like, God, thank you that it's never going to be the yeah, same. Come on. <laughs> thank you that we're never going back. Come on. Oh, I have so much to tell you. I'm going to try to go as fast as I possibly can. God. You guys all with me? Yeah. We're with you, Always. So guys, I just I'm so thankful for my Saturday morning small group. I've been running a small group for about five years. You know, a darling told me Shannon, told me in Terry York one time, she said, Shannon, if you do something simple and you don't stop, you will see fruit. Wow. And so I just thought Saturday mornings nine o'clock, kids are watching cartoons, or hanging out with Blake. I just, If I'm in, in town, I'm just going to be at my picnic table on Sunday, on Saturday morning, every Saturday morning. And, uh, and, and it's just been such an incredible time. And I'm so thankful for all those girls who get to hear all my messages and get to practice a lot. <laughs> I'm so thankful. But man, I just felt the Lord wanted me to talk about hinge moments of transition that lead to the promise. And I want you to write that down. We are in a hinge moment of transition that is going to lead us into the promised land. Now. I was struck on Monday when Andy said that he'd been praying for the burning ones. And I just started crying. I couldn't stop my tears. They were just like pouring onto my Bible. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, that was the year in 2008. That was the year that God gripped me and Blake. We got married that year. We got gripped. And, and, and really, ultimately, I really believe that we're here because Andy cried out for burning ones.
1: Oh my guys You have to Like I, I
0: wake up and I, th- I'm thinking about Jesus. I go to bed. I'm like I'm burning for Jesus. Mm-hmm. I wake up at four o'clock morning to nurse my baby, and I just, I, I just, I, I, I pull myself to attention. I don't even sit in my bed anymore. I just, I get up. I get in the rocking chair. I'm nursing ends and I'm like Jesus, I love you. My heart burns for oh you, God. Like where else would we go? I can't believe that we're standing in our promise. I can't believe that we're the burning ones that Andy cried out for. You guys are all here because someone cried out for burning ones. Like, that's wild. And then I was thinking about Bryce and Brooke. I remember being at their wedding, and Brooke said, I mean, I think, Andy, remember we talked about this. I've never heard anything like this at a wedding where Brooke said to Bryce Anderson, she said, I knew this day would come. She gave herself to Bryce. So there were so many moments where people were going out and and doing whatever they wanted. But I stayed at home because I knew this day would come. That I would be able to stand before you and say, I saved myself for you. I'm like, guys, there really is going to be a wedding day with the lamb. And there really is going to be a moment where we stand before Jesus. And he really is going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. That moment really is going to come. We're living for that moment. That is actually the promise. I was like, I don't understand. Once I started thinking about hinge moments, transition moments, I was having a flood of thoughts. I remember sitting here and seeing the the screen go out and all the plans for the cafeteria. I remember thinking that that's huge, that's crazy, it's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were going through this little line down here and, and eating rice with that really good hot spicy sweet sauce from Thailand every day, <laughs> and you know, and eating hard-boiled and eggs. And sometimes not every single day and i'm like man that's crazy that's impossible why did they do that that's huge there's not that many people here and i'm like oh my gosh when you guys walk up there and you get in line you're really standing in a promise yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. That's wild yeah come on i was sitting with amy and phil last night and elijah
0: And I'm like, man, this is crazy. I'm literally sitting in Amy's promise of a husband. We're sitting in a promise of a son coming back to Jesus.
1: Ah. I just was
0: struck. Like we're literally sitting in a promise, a fulfilled promise from God. I was thinking about hinge moments. And for me and Blake, and I feel like I beat this dead horse, and I don't, I don't want to, but it's worth saying again, because I was thinking about hinge moments. I remember when Selah died. When our daughter died, we, we gave, you know, we, we came back here. We actually got pregnant, honestly, on a word of the Lord um, from Tom Cole. <laughs> we took Blake and said, hey, you should consider not preventing pregnancy and um and i thought well he doesn't know that i just we just had lost a baby and almost fled to death for real had to get a blood transfusion to live just a couple months before we came to dts and um and we were man we needed the lord back but you know we didn't really know <laughs> that we need him like we're just here to get trained to get sent and we realized we need a lot more work can i get an amen from amy or Amy <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> anyway, here yeah. especially blank um <laughs> <laughs> Like is actually the hero in the story. 23 years old, married me as a single mom, uh, with a mixed baby, and he's from Oklahoma. It's a very interesting situation. He is actually the hero in the story. Oh God, Come on, Blake. Yes. I'm so honored to was a man of God, it's my husband. Yes. And it's really easy to follow you now because I totally trust relationship to the Lord. Yes. I'm so thankful for you. You are one of the ways I'm standing in my promise. Yes.
1: When Sayla died, it was a hinge
0: moment for me and Blake. And I remember going out to the hospital, and they checked us at the pregnancy center. I actually just started working at the pregnancy center. And I walked in yesterday with Corey Words and I sat down with her. She's going to start meeting with these these young moms, you know? She said, is this hard for you? Like, the last time you were really here was when they told you your baby died. I'm like, no, not at all. It is so awesome. I just feel the redemption of the Lord. (laughs) I just cannot believe that I'm here seven years later four kids later, standing in my
1: promise.
0: And they told me, hey, your baby's dead. I was 37 and a half weeks pregnant, just a few weeks away from delivering her. And we drove up to the hospital. I didn't cry at all. I was like, this baby's gonna be born alive. We drove all the way up there. And I remember telling that doctor he came in, he said, your baby's dead. You're going to, we're gonna you know push your body into labor. And I said, just so you know, we believe this baby's gonna be born alive. And he laughed at us and walked out and slammed the door. And just a few hours later, um, I gave birth to a stillborn, and it wrecked me and Blake. It really wrecked us. It really brought a ton of confusion and pain. And uh, and and I and I remember, you know, Andy came down. Andy barely knew us. Andy and, and Johnny and Taylor Stutz came down to, you know, to to South Point where she's buried. And and I and I and I remember, you know, you know, Andy, you shared that verse from Habakkuk. You know. Yeah, about the, there's, even though there's no, no food in the stalls, and the barns are empty, basically, I'll still, I'll still praise the Lord. And, and I remember Blake sitting there at her grave when we left the hospital, you know, instead of bringing a baby home, we were actually had to go to a morgue and pick out the type of wood we want our baby to be born in. I mean, I'm sorry, to be uh, buried in, the type of coffin, but what is a coffin, do you know? The, and, I, and I remember Blake sitting there and saying, the enemy's gonna regret the day he stole this baby from us. And then we just got sifted. We got sifted. It was a hinge moment for us. It was a hinge moment where I realized, man, if we don't press and get God's heart, it's over. We're leaving YWAM. We're leaving the Lord. Like, I I mean, the tricks of the enemy that he pulled on us in that season because we're so vulnerable. He's looking for an opportunity. He's looking for a more opportune moment to sift us. That's how he works. And I realized I was in a hinge moment. Being like we're in a hinge moment where if we did not turn and get the heart of God, we would have completely left. And we would, I'm guaranteed, be divorced and super broken right now. And we were in a hinge moment. And I just remember that God gripped us. It's like, but then God. But God. But God. And I'm like, man, I'm thinking about all these hinge moments where we're talking about the hinge. We understand the season that we're in. We understand that we're going to transition. Some of us are like, oh, it's okay. I'll just stay pregnant longer. Lord, saying no, no, it's time. Right. Like, the birth pains are coming on. It's time to bring this thing forth. And I just feel that the Lord, like, really wants us to understand how do we lay hold of the promise to actually get us to the Jordan into the promised land. Yeah. I was standing in our home the other day, home that I've been longing for. You know, we—our January is our decade mark of being here. A decade. Wow. We lived on campus for years. I actually didn't even want to leave campus. I love being on campus. I love being with people. We knew what we signed up for. My kids love all of you guys. Love their aunties, love their uncles. And I and I and I stand in our home now, literally in the fulfillment of a promise. I'm like, I am standing in my promise, holding a son, holding a son that God promised me. I'm like, it is crazy. We are literally standing in our promise, guys. <sighs> these hinge moments and then I just, I just started seeing, seeing these more moments again like standing in Orlando in the stadium like standing in the stadium and I'm like we are standing in a promise from God, a promise that God gave Lauren a promise that God gave Andy a promise that God gave Lou <sighs> yeah. that the call would be turned into a sin like guys I'm telling you once the Lord utters his word, that's your word that's your promise and I'm like, we're staying in Orlando, looking at a stadium filled with young people crying out to God, sending. This is wild. Yeah. We are actually standing in so many things that God's promised us. So are you guys with me? Yes. Yes. So I remember when I was born, I was dedicated to the Lord as one who would bring joy to many. I remember even thinking, gosh, what a weak word. And then I remembered that the Lord, because they asked me to speak at the Sen on Gen Z, and I thought, this is the worst. I'm in my 40s. I don't want to talk to teenagers. And and, and 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 the Lord said, it's Mary. She was the plan. A 13-year-old, 15-year-old, she was the plan. She was my plan for a Jesus woman to be birthed. A teenager saying yes to Jesus. Say, I'm mean, saying yes to a messenger Bring me forth Jesus the son of God I'm like That's he right. is doing that again yeah. and I was standing there thinking about the word that God gave my mother and my father when I was dedicated as a baby and the thing that God wanted me to highlight was that Gabriel said to Mary with great joy I bring this to you and I'm like saying this on a stage in front of 60,000 people with great joy and I'm like they really it wasn't even really true he asked her to lay her life down He's like, "This is gonna bring you so much joy. It's gonna be the joy of the nations, the desire of nations." She's like, "I'm 13. I'm engaged. Don't you know that girls can get stoned?" Like, I don't much, like, but she didn't bring any of the excuses up. Come on. She really just she just looks at them, and Andy stayed on Monday. Sorry, sorry on Wednesday, but she really says him like, "Be unto me according to your word. Yeah. Be unto me according to your word. Again, fulfilling a promise." I think about the fact that Lauren said that the wave that he saw, he has not seen. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I was thinking about this week, last week I was speaking, that's DTS. I was thinking, told, told John Mark Wheeler, so crazy that DTS is a hinge season where students go from being the hardest to the harvesters. Wow. Oh. I was thinking about Dunkirk, the Battle of Dunkirk, how it was a hinge moment. And how Winston Churchill had the wisdom to call, not the warships that he actually couldn't get, but to call upon commoners, 800 in small boats, to go and save 300,000 soldiers. It was the turning point of the war. Hinge moments. Hinge moments. I was thinking about. I was, gosh, guys, I was thinking about Martin Luther King, how he wrote a book called Why We Can't Wait, 1963, published in 1964. And he said, the reason why we can't wait for a Negro revolution is because there's been 300 years of humiliation and pain. Hinge. Come on. Come on.
1: Come on. I was thinking about this movie called
0: 127 Hours. I was thinking about how this guy, he's, he's, he's going, he's in Utah and he went on this, uh, you know, track or whatever. And he went alone. He was, he was a, a like a, a professional person who was at scale. Now he's and, and he falls in between a crack and when he falls between a crack, he's there for 127 hours drinking his own urine. He's stuck. He cannot, he's about to die. And the profound thing about this is that he's about to die and he has a crazy vision. And in the vision, he sees his son and he's playing with his son and he comes out of it and he decides to saw his own arm off. And here's the deal, he didn't even have a son. He didn't have a son. He had a vision of what was to come and it gave him the courage and the boldness that he needed to do what he could not have done the first 127 hours. To actually saw his own arm off because he had a vision of what was to come. Wow. Come on, guys. We are in this moment. We are in a hinge moment. And the Lord, some of us are like, God, you want to give us even more. And some of us are like, God, I haven't given all of it to you. And I believe that God's reconciling these things and saying there are things that we cannot afford. Doubts, we cannot afford. Insecurities, we cannot afford. We can't afford to just leave it to a few. It's not fair. You guys are carrying the words of the Lord. We have the ability to hear and to obey, and that is critical in this season of transition. I was thinking about Bhutan in Nepal, and how I told Holly on the plane, me and Holly went together. Actually we took 11 girls, but me and Holly flew together, and uh, we, we talked for, we literally, this is so funny, but we, we, were, we got on the plane, and both of you guys know that we both had six children. At that time, I only had five. Only five. And, um, and, we, and we got on the plane, and we were talking, and they brought us food, and they were like, taking pictures of us. And we thought it was kind of weird and funny. Like, the stewardess were taking pictures and giving us the pictures, and we were talking, and, <laughs> and the one behind us were like, because ah, they could see our top knots, because like, we were talking. And all of a sudden, they're like, we're landing. And we were like, we just talked for eight hours straight. We just talked for eight hours straight. We're landing. We we, we, were, we were stunned, and Andy was like, "That's my my worst nightmare." <laughs> <laughs> so talking for, for eight hours straight, and, uh, and we were like, "We just could not believe it. It was just stunning." We
1: just <laughs>
0: for <eight> hours straight. <laughs> so anyway, I was telling her I'm like, "Oh, Holly, I, I'm like, there's something in my heart where I'm like, I'm not sure. I think i was supposed to have another baby." She's like, "Oh, Shay," I'm like, I know. I can't ignore it. I can't ignore the knocking. I can't ignore the knocking. And I just am like something's gotta happen to my I, I need to know, God, what do you want me to do? I'll do whatever you want me to do. I am just so come to trust him and to trust his ways and to understand that his ways are so much higher than mine. And his, his limitations are totally different than my limitations. And I told Holly, I said, I don't know what to do. Will you pray for me? We prayed, and I remember we sat in the Paul in a little in the little prayer room. And, and Mariah was there And there was just a few of us Madison and we were sitting at the, the, the little prayer room It was deafeningly quiet And I didn't even know what to do And all of a sudden Mariah is in the back of the room And she just starts singing my opinion, She starts singing I will love you with my yes And with my obedience I will love you with my yes Jesus oh, And I was just getting cut to the core and cut to the core that there would be compromise in my heart
1: mm-hmm.
0: or there'd be anything in my life where I'd be afraid to say yes to the Lord. The Lord told me one time, Shannon, the only vain imagination you're going to ever have is if you imagine you step into something that I'm not already in. That's vanity. Your vain imagination is, is a future that doesn't include me. That's the only vain imagination you're going to have. And literally the next day, Everyone had just gotten back from the A bunch of you guys were there. Everyone was in the prayer room. They, I remember mean, they had just gotten back from the strike teams or whatever. And we were all there. And this one little girl, I don't know who she was, she got up. We were packed in there. It was a day we were all flying out. And she's like, I just feel like God wants us to say, is there anything else we can give you? And I'm like getting wrecked because I'm like, are you serious? I am surrounded by my heroes living in one of the hardest nations on earth, have already given everything up. And they're saying, is there anything else I can give you? Come Him, season?" on. And I said to God, God, is there anything else I can give you? And he told me, Shane, I want you to give me your will.
1: Wow.
0: And I want you to give me your timeline. Wow. And the funny thing was, guys, is that I thought that I had. Mm. And I just said, Jesus, you know you have my yes. Where else am I gonna go? Hinge, hinge. I'm standing there with my son from a yielded moment, honestly, in Nepal, where a little girl stood up and said, Is there anything else we can give her? Just like
1: hinge.
0: What's required for us to get through this transition? Courage, bravery. I was thinking about Deborah and Barack. I was thinking about the moment where she 20 years sits under a palm and she suddenly realizes there in a moment, I cannot do this anymore. We have to do something. And the thing that's wild is that she says to Barack, the thing that she says when she calls the general and she says, did God not say? And I asked Brian, I said, Brian, would you say, I said, I feel confused now because Brave Love is all about Deborah. But you realize Deborah never even actually called on one woman. I'm like, so she really wasn't carrying a woman's movement. Would you say she was carrying a man's movement? And he said, Shannon, no. She was carrying the word of the Lord. Hinge. Hinge. Hinge on us hearing God. Hinge on us understanding and obeying his word. Like a hideous, I'm reading this book called Birth Miraculous Miracles by Heidi Baker. And she's talking about obedience at all costs. No matter what it costs you. Obedience. Obedience at all costs. singing about David and Goliath, do you realize that a prophet, capital P prophet, came to his house, overlooks all of his brothers, calls him from the field as a young boy, and anoints him with oil. If Amy came to my house and anointed me with oil and said, you're going to be the next leader of whatever, it would totally freak me out. <laughs> <laughs> and Amy's one of my dearest friends. One time she and said, hey, I can't meet you on campus. Will you come to my house? I can't like, hey, I'm in trouble. I know I'm in trouble. And she's like, going hey, someone be with the kids? This might take a few hours. I thought, what
1: have I done? And she totally rebuked me. And it was awesome.
0: She's been doing it since we did DTS in France, when we thought we could be better leaders than our outreach leaders. And she literally just looked at us. (laughs) And I've never felt more seen and more loved. Never felt more seen and more loved. Hinge. Hinge moments. And I was thinking about David and Goliath. You guys realize that his dad, he already gets anointed to be the next king. And his dad says to him, because all of his brothers have been trained for war, and they go to the battle. And his dad calls him and says, Hey, son, I want you to go take this bread and cheese and take it to your brothers. I mean, if I was him, I'd be like, hey, I don't know if you realize this, but remember like I could anointed, like the horn, remember the oil that Catholic prophet dude came to our house? Like, you know, what I'm saying like bread and cheese, but then I'm like, oh my gosh, simple obedience really does change yeah. history. Wow. And I'm like, hinge moment, and we know yeah. that he understood this because he says to Saul, your servant used to be a shepherd. But that wasn't true. Shepherd. But he had the word of the Lord.
1: Yeah.
0: He had the word of the Lord, and I have a theory. I have a theory. I don't know if you guys have seen Big Fish, but there's this movie about these kids, and they're in the South in the summer, and they think that if they look in this witch's eye, that she'll they'll see how they're gonna die. And so all the kids get up, this courage, knock on her door. He opens the door. He looks in her eyes. He's like. Oh, She shuts the door, all the other boys run away, and the whole rest of the movie is about how this kid does all these crazy things because he knows he's not going to die. And I had this thought. I wonder if that was the type of unshakable confidence that David had in the word of the Lord that he was going to be a king because he had not become a king yet. And that gave him the crazy confidence be like, no, I'll go take this giant on because he's thinking, I'm not the king yet. I don't know if everybody realizes, but a Cavalty prophet came to my house, anointed me to be the next king. It hasn't happened yet. This dude's not gonna kill me. Yeah. Come on, guys. Hinge! Hinge! Yeah. The transition for a nation was really rooted in a young boy's ability to hear and to obey the word of the come Lord. On.
1: Course, we're in Isaiah's
0: sixth moment. He had, been a, he had already been a prophet for five chapters. And then King Isaiah dies, and then he says, I'm a man of unclean lips. He had been a prophet for five chapters. But something was required. Something was something greater was required for a nation, and it was literally written in this man's billy to leave. I see God high and lifted up. The train of filling the temple. I am a man of unclean lips. And within a people of unclean lips. And the seraphim, the burning ones, take the coal. They cleanse his lips. And then I'm like thinking, is anyone else in the room? Like in the whole trinity of saying, who will go for us? I'm thinking, he's so long thinking, like, who will go for us? He's like, I'm right here. I will go. Hinge. Transition like rooted in a man's ability to see God high and lifted up, the train this robe filling the temple, and all he can do is say the right thing. Come on. Who am I? I'm your servant. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Guys, come on. This really is who we are. Yeah. This is that like I'm like, when we were praying, I was like, like Lord, set me on fire. I was
1: trust come on that's right come on guys
0: come on. trying to go quick are we okay
1: yeah, so good.
0: come on guys oh, so good. Come on. man i was thinking about abraham and robert praise god that you're in the front row <laughs> i was thinking about abraham and isaac i see, seen well, guys this really is how my brain works it works very fast it flips so I'm just telling my thoughts. So thanks for bearing with me. Okay, Andy. So good.
1: Okay. Come
0: on, guys. Just <laughs> 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 in case I need
1: to shut up myself. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah.
0: <laughs> guys, I was thinking about Abraham and Isaac. This is so wild. Indeed. He gets asked to do the craziest thing to go kill the promise. Yeah.
1: And we know that he fears
0: God because it says the next day he woke up to go do what God told him to do. Crazy. crazy. We're like, I'm going to need a few weeks. I'm going to need confirmation. I'm going to need Andy to like, call me out, say that. I'm going to need Andy to be like, hey, we actually want you to. Like, you know what I mean? But hey, him, no, no, no. He literally is like, I want you to kill your son. And he literally wakes up to be immediately obedient. He takes, he gets to the base of the mountain, and there's multiple different translations of this, but this is what I gathered from this moment at the base of the mountain. He literally says, he says to his servants, he says to them, we will go up. We will come down. Like, he's just traveled three days to obey. And he says, we will go up. We will come again to you. Faith. Hinge. Your servant used to be a sheep, A shepherd. They get up there i mean can you imagine i don't really have an imagination so when i do imagine something i really
1: believe it's from god
0: and uh and uh, and, um, and 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 i uh, just imagine all the angels like holding their breath like jesus he's going to do it and he's like wait wait like he's holding the down or he's tying him up it's fine it's cool just wait there, just wait like he's still- gonna And Lauren's like, wait, 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 wait. I will surely bless you I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand is on the seashore and your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies and in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice hinge
1: people
0: always tell me like have you considered the cost I tell the girls this all the time because the Lord's always saying, Shannon, I want you to stop saying that. I want you to say, like, what's it going to cost you to follow me? And I want you to start saying, what's it going to cost you if you don't? Yeah. yeah. What yeah. is it going to cost us if we Super. don't yeah. get wow. through this? Okay. What's it going to cost us? Guys, everything I'm telling you, the thoughts I was having, like, what's the common denominator? T- tremendous yes. obedience against all odds. Yes crazy risk like they're literally like getting wrecked, moments of encounter that literally individuals carry nations through the season of transition into a promise, every story I'm telling you I'm very proud of myself for reading my notes, I never take them So the last thing I'm going to say On my birthday, I asked the Lord, I woke up about four to feed the baby. It's just a few weeks ago. I said, Father, will you give me a word? That's all I want for my birthday. I just want, like, I just want to hear you one thing from your lips, God. Just one thing. Would you give me a word A verse? I just like, cling to. Because people's words mean a ton to me, but the word of the Lord stands forever. Yeah. yeah. And the Lord just said to me, he says, Shannon, this year is Joshua 1.9. I thought, God, please come (laughs) on. Anything, do you have anything else? (laughs) (laughs) Just like when I was in Amsterdam and I was up in the the thing, I'd been a 24-hour burn in that little glass steel prayer room decor, And I, and I felt, Lord, so I'm going to give you a gift all night. I'm going to give you a gift. I thought, this is crazy. God's going to give me a crazy gift. And if this was like eight years ago when I was just like, Jesus, like, I'm, whatever you want to do. And all he said to me was wholeheartedness. And I was disappointed. Now I really realize it's, gosh, authentic devotion. Wholehearted devotion to Jesus. Man, he gave me that gift. He gave me that gift just felt so honored that he would help me be authentic so I said God is that all and he said yeah and I went and read it of course I knew it since Sunday school <laughs> be strong and courageous do not be afraid for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go and I like read it again with like fresh eyes like, holy cow, God is actually with me. When I wake up, he is with me. When I go to bed, he is with me. When I'm freaking out, he's with me. He's with us. Everywhere we go, David understood that if I go to Sheol, you're with me. Like, we're going to hide from your presence. Oh, God, I just doubt, up to like, Do you understand this is going to change everything? your ability to believe that I am literally with you everywhere you go. And I went on because I thought the Lord said he had more for all of us. He said this is the year Moses died. And what struck me last night is I was reading again. You guys okay? Yes. Very quiet. Good. Okay. Thank you for affirming me. Never underestimate the power of affirmation for leaders. Amen. Hold on. I was so nervous. But you know, I don't wanna fumble it. And I just, I just told, I can't find Joshua. Here we are. And I still the Lord was like, Sheena, even what I said to Joshua? Don't be afraid I'm with you everywhere you go. It wasn't about the Lord even like igniting him as like a powerful leader. Or even because he was about to change Israel to a powerful nation. It's because he wanted to know he had a powerful God. So this isn't about you. This isn't about them. This is actually about me. And I'm going to display my glory to you. Let's look at this, Joshua Warren. This is where I'm going to land it. Thank you, God. Sorry, I'm not even sure if it's going to be there. My kids are ripped out many pages of my Bible. They say, we're good. We're lucky. People keep trying to find me new Bibles. I'm like, you don't understand. I, I can't. I can't. I can't. And I don't care okay, if it's missing a bunch of pages. DTS wants to go up the an offering for me to get a Bible because I went to turn to something and it actually wasn't there to have been ripped out. I was like, can someone else
1: read that?
0: And they took like, an offering for me to get a Bible. I can't. I've had this since 2004. Maybe before some of y'all were born. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's over right here. And, um, and uh, but, but I, 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 I said this before, and I think about this when I open this on a plane, and I go to read it, I just, I feel the pleasure of God because I know that everyone around me can see
1: that I've been with the Lord.
0: After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses my servant is dead. Now therefore arise, go over the Jordan, you and all these people into the land that I am going to give them to the people of Israel. In every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. It's just struck me last night, wow. God
1: promised
0: Andy once, and here we are to execute. God promised Lauren a wave Mm. 60 years ago. Mm. And here we are to execute a promise that God gave him. The Joshua's and the Caleb's. This is who we are. This is why God told them to gather the people and to consecrate themselves.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because they were going to cross into what god had actually promised actually not even them but moses it's kind of crazy huh mm-hmm. they like stepped into an inheritance which is honestly why we're all here yeah wow. Bhutan has become my inheritance because andy went for 10 years My mm-hmm. <sighs> me And it said from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and the sea going down to the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. We are all stepping into an inheritance. And on Wednesday, when we started praying, and I was trying to think of like my continued prayer, all I could, all I could hear the Lord saying to me was, YWAM doesn't realize that YWAM's inheritance, and everyone here, this ownership word of our inheritance, is yep. actually, I want to give you the nations as your inheritance. Yeah. That is actually our inheritance.
1: And that includes America. Yeah. And
0: I want to give you the nations as your inheritance. This is our inheritance. This is our inheritance. We were praying for the Islanders the other day,
1: and I, and I just
0: just in a little a little team meeting, and and I, and I and as we were praying, all I could see was the Lord putting His finger down in Micronesia and touching individuals, and as they would begin to burn for Jesus, He picked them up and He threw them into America, and they were falling into the rooms of. America.
1: Yeah. The Come inheritance on.
0: that was promised to you, the inheritance that was promised to your fathers. Yeah. That's why it was so struck out to me last night. Joshua was there to get their inheritance yeah. and the inheritance that God promised their fathers. Yes. Come on. they respond to that.
1: You started a fire. Okay. It happens a lot, actually. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> a lot, actually. <laughs> yes. Come on, this last one is saved. i every
0: everybody. is gonna be awesome. <laughs> And he says to him again, "Only be strong and courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law that my servant my servant must command you. Do not turn from the right to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This is the book of law; shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, day and night, night and day, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written. It. For then." you will have you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success have i not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be frightened do not be dismayed for the lord your god is with you wherever you go and the promise he gave me on my birthday says shannon you are in this whole company of people we are about to enter into a season where we're going to take more ground than we ever have we're going to do it totally at rest he's going to give us rest and we're going to take what ground yes. than we ever have. Yeah. And rest comes and know the word of God. And guys, here's the deal. Your zeal cannot accomplish the word of God. Yeah. His yeah. zeal is going to accomplish his word. Yeah. His zeal. He wants us in the nations more than we do. Yeah. He wants ascending movement more than we do.
1: Yeah. Like he is very, <laughs>
0: he is more interested in this than we are. And his zeal, like my zeal for the Lord will never overtake his for, to accomplish his will through us. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, that gives me crazy courage. Yeah. Come on.
1: yeah,
0: that's right. This is the verse I want to leave with us. You guys good? Yes. Gosh, I guess there was so much I want to say. Let me say this. I do believe that God's calling us across the Jordan in this season. And I do believe that God is asking us To hold up his presence To step into the Jordan To stand firm While the water piles up upstream Because all the people that are coming Are going to cross on dry ground With haste And it's so crazy because then After everyone crosses with haste The priests, those who were called to stand And to be unmovable and unshakable Holding the presence of God He says to them Now come, get a stone Set it in the place where your feet did not move. As a, st- a stone of remembrance that this day I took the people into their promise. I really believe that that speaks of the season that we're all in right now. That God's just saying, hold fast. Hold fast. Don't let go. Hear the word. Obey the word. Obedience at all costs, guys. I just, this is. I just kept thinking about Smith Woodward. This story about this woman who stood up multiple times with this huge tumor, and she said, like, she kept saying, like, they were like at these camp meetings, you know, of course, years ago, and they was like, who got? Does anyone get healed? And she'd stand up, and she'd be like, I got healed into this huge tumor on her neck. And everybody kind of look at her and, you know, the next year they all came to these camp meetings and the same woman was there. And she stands up and he's like, who wants to testify why they got healed? And she like, so like oh, I got healed. And she does this over and over again. And finally, the, these people look at her and this final time. Who got healed? She has a huge tumor. And, she's, and, and they're like, stop standing up. You get healed. And she closes her eyes and she says, oh, God. Would you show, would you let them see what I see, oh, that I have been healed in her tomb, my yes. Lord, and up. Yes. And this morning I heard God say, I want them to see.
1: Wow, yes. I want them to see the army. Yes.
0: I can't see how in no the God opened their eyes to see. Uh-huh. Like this is literally, we are not alone. God is with us. He is going to speak to us. He's already been speaking to us. Yeah. He's going to enable us as we carry his presence to cross the Jordan and to step into our promises. Yeah. Some of us are standing in them. I remember being with Dominique and reading and leaning up and saying, if you think what God did for Madeline was crazy, what he's going to do for you is even crazier. And Lily, a few weeks later, she met Robert and it was like, they got married in like three days. (laughs) Wants us to see where we're going. Isaiah 57. Because the Lord helps me, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face, my face like flint, and I shall not be put to shame. Yeah. Come on. Guys, our inheritance is every
1: tribe and tongue. Yes. Yes. Come on. Yes. Come on.
0: This is the thing I, I saw. I know I just want you, I guess, whatever you feel like the Lord's saying, and if you want to come up? Mm. When I was in Brazil, this last time, there was this, the fear of God just fell on our whole crew. Yeah. And I, and, and I, and I, it scared me. Frenchie was there, Savannah was there, Carrie. And I'm like, oh, it just scared me, so I'm just gone on the It's like terrible and wonderful. And I and, <laughs> and I, and I had this super clear vision. And the Lord, he called me, he was, like, he was like Lincoln, you know, like in that big statue of Abraham Lincoln, he's like so huge, and he's like sitting like in a huge chair. It's like, that's like what I saw Jesus. He was so big. And he was like, beckoning me to come closer. And I was like, kind of scared, you know? And I got into his lap, and he pressed me into, like pulled me into him, pressed me into his heart. And I could like hear it, and I didn't want to leave that place. But then I felt him shift, and his arms stretched out, and I followed his arm to the point, to the end of his finger, and I looked past his finger. All I could see was waves and waves of millions of people. And all he said to me was, bring them to me. (coughs) Bring them to me. Guys, this is our inheritance. This is why we consecrate ourselves. This is why we have to have courage because we're in a hinge moment. In every hinge moment I could think of, the common denominator was crazy courage, wild risk, hearing and obeying God. It literally changes everything. And that's why I believe that God wants to release with us this morning. And from that place, he's gonna show us our field.
1: Come on, guys, have a word. Thank you, change. Wow, yeah, perfectly.